Psalm 11 For the Director of Music of David In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, Flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows. They set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart. When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked, those who love violence, he hates with a passion. On the wicked he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur. A scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. The upright will see his face. Now what do you do when the foundations are being destroyed? When your life feels like it is being turned upside down, things are not going the way that you hoped things would be. It makes sense to run away, doesn't it? It makes sense to just try to escape from all your problems and leave it behind in the dust. But the psalmist here says otherwise, right at the beginning, right at the outset of this psalm, King David says, In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, Flee like a bird to your mountain? See, he is facing trouble. His enemies were ready to shoot him. They they bend their bows. They put their arrows against the strings. They are ready to shoot in the darkness from the shadows. He is in grave danger. And so the advice seems good. Flee, you defenseless bird. Escape to the mountains. You are safe if you take flight. But he sees this as a temptation to distrust God in whom he takes refuge. Why continue to take refuge in God? Just run away. Go somewhere else. Flee to a mountain, another rock. Take refuge there instead. But he reminds himself who God is. Verse 4, he says, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. Why mention the temple? If not to remind him that that is where God is is that's where his presence is it represents god's name but also it is at the temple where the satisfaction for sin is made that's where the sacrifices are burnt that's where the sacrifices are brought before the lord and for someone who is taking refuge in god well the temple is a reminder of the context in which we take refuge in God. For the Christian, we have confidence of taking refuge in God because of the continual intercession of Jesus Christ, our great high priest, who shed his own blood to cleanse us from our sin. And in verse 4, why did he mention the heavenly throne of God? Well, it is a reminder that God is indeed sovereign. He rules above all. Nothing is done that he doesn't ordain. If we trust the Supreme King, where else can we go? Where else should we go for 
refuge, if not the King of Kings. And then he says that God is always watching. Well, how you feel about that depends on your relationship with God. If he is your refuge or security, then he would, you will be comforted by this. But if you are wicked and living against his will, then his gaze will be uncomfortable and confronting. Now, in verse 5, he talks about how God hates the wicked. And the question that, that he begs is, if God hates the wicked, then why should I fear the wicked? If their fate is destruction, then I have nothing to fear, isn't it? Like think about, I'll give you an example, um, you know, in the story about Esther in the Bible, Haman was, was very powerful. He was feared by a lot of people around him. They bowed down before him. He wielded a lot of power. But once it was clear that the king was against him, well, the table was turned. People were out. People were easily ready to call for him to be beheaded and hung on the gallows. Well, if this is the fate of the wicked, then I have nothing to fear. And if if it is the fate of the wicked, then also it is an opportunity for them to repent. See, in the Christian life, we will face various trials. Shall we dare sin against God to escape possible affliction? Are we, be, are we going to be tempted to not carry the cross and follow Christ? Try to take the easy road? No, please let us stay on the straight and narrow. Where would that lead us? Well, at the end, in verse 7, The Lord is righteous. He loves justice. The upright will see his face. This is a promise that the upright will see God's face. Well, who are the upright? Well, they are not perfect, but they are the ones who trust in God. The ones who love righteousness and hate evil as God does. And we will know that we are flawed, but we will share in God's likes. And what does it mean to see his face? Well, it is, if it is not to have eternal peace and rest, when the darkness of this fallen world is stripped away, when we will be with our Maker, our Saviour, our Lord and Friend, we will be where all the joys of this earth points towards, in the new creation. In 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12, it says, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, then... We shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. So this week, why not be thinking about the hope that we have to look forward to in seeing God face to face. And that when we face trials and temptation, let us take refuge in God. Because He is sovereign. He is our Lord. He intercedes for us. He is our true refuge, rather than trying to seek a shortcut and potentially betray God or, or sin against Him just to avoid troubles. Let us take refuge in the Lord.